And now, a presentation on the Mental Health News Radio Network. The Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. Ryan, that is a freaking awesome question. You are the power, and you do not need anybody's permission. He's the only guy that ever crawled out of a grave where people didn't go, oh, ah! Don't worry, don't be afraid, ever, because this is just a ride. You're, you're a great interviewer. You're one of the best. If this is the best God can do, I am not impressed. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Out of Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. Outoflimitsradio.com. I'm your host, Ryan. Tonight, our featured guest is a successful businessman and philanthropist who does a lot of work with the Ron Paul Foundation. And as I tell you, I just recently went to the Ron Paul Peace and Prosperity Conference. It was pretty cool, uh, primarily because of COVID. Well, actually, since I recently recovered from COVID, I lost about 25 pounds. And this is like the first time I ever got pictures at the Ron Paul Conference where I didn't have to suck in my stomach and I didn't have to Photoshop out any of my chins afterwards. So I'll actually you know, look at the pictures and here I am with Ron Paul, the most historical figure. It was just awesome. And these speakers that were there, wow, were they just delivering such passion, especially Robert Kennedy Jr. basically says that this is 1776 uh, playing out. It was amazing. It really was amazing. It's good to see people in person that share those similar values that you have, especially when it comes to freedom. And you're probably, seen, probably noticing a similar pattern in some of these shows lately that uh, you know we are focusing on the, the encroaching tyranny, which is rapidly accelerating as a result of COVID or some of these other things. And the reason why I'm focusing so much on this right now and not necessarily auras or traveling to inner dimensions is because I think this is the most important thing that humanity has ever faced in its history. You literally... There's going to be a point where we're going to look at this time and there's going to be before and after this period. Either humanity falls into some technocratic uh, dystopian nightmare, which it feels like it's going towards, or humanity makes a stand and says, no, we will not submit and we will have freedom. And maybe freedom will go in the exact opposite direction. One of those two possibilities are going to happen. And the time to act is now. No more sitting on the fence. Oh, you got to get in the game. We all have to get in the game. And, you know, I understand, you know, you're afraid. I'm afraid. It's it's crazy. It's it's a crazy period of time in history. But we have to participate. We have to do something. It's not just for us, but for the future generations. I mean, all those people that fought and died for our freedom, we owe it to them. We owe it to other generations to at least make the same, even if we fail. And that's why it's so important. So... Let us begin tonight's show. It is a great honor to welcome to our show for the very first time, Gary Haven. He is the founder and chairman of the fitness chain known as Curves International. And he's also a passionate advocate for freedom and for the cause of humanity. Happened to have met him at the Ron Paul Peace and Prosperity Conference. And while some people walk around and they give out their business cards. This year, Gary was giving out cards for wellness protocol for COVID prevention where he would walk up to people and he would say, <laughs> okay, here's what you need to do. Here, vitamin C, zinc, magnesium. So it was like very helpful that, you know, you would go up to people and give them this information. So, and you also give out your personal email address. 
Uh, and so, uh, Gary, welcome to our show. Thank you for coming on. Thank you, Norm. Thanks for inviting me. You know, I, I have to, to add a retired to the uh, introduction you gave me. I sold the company Curves uh, uh, nine years ago and kind of started a, a new season in my life with my wife, Diane. And uh, But Curves was certainly an important part of it. A lot of people know me from that. Uh, they may know me from my movie, Amerigeddon, and uh, my two New York Times bestsellers, uh, Curves, Curves on the Go, uh, and and also from my philanthropic work in Haiti, where my wife and I have been going since the earthquake, and uh, uh, it's one of the most gratifying experiences of our lives. So I've got a little bit of recognition in all of those things. Um, but, uh, and of course, I'm a big fan of Ron Paul, as you yes, are. Yes, yes. Uh, I love Ron Paul. And, you know, I just feel he's one of the most genuine people that's out there. And he, he's just a very nice person. You can just yeah, walk yeah. up to him and just feel really comfortable about him. Gary, one thing I really admire about you is when you, when you were talking in your speech at the Ron Paul conferences, we were talking about um, basically addressing what's happening right now that the government and these corporations are really trying to force vaccines on children. They're really trying to infiltrate us. And I don't understand why it's happening, but from somebody who has been around people for a long period of time, been around individuals who are you know, very powerful, what do you think is the mindset behind this? Is this something that is you know, more about making money? Is it more about making uh, control? Or is there something more sinister behind this that goes well beyond human consciousness or human nature you know norm that is uh, what they used to say is the sixty-four thousand dollar question uh uh it's the most important question uh, of our day and so i'm glad you you've led with that you know when I, I asked to be the first speaker at the ron paul conference because i wanted to 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 uh shine the light on that question, uh, uh, you know, we had some really amazing speakers, Robert Kennedy Jr. and Judge Paul Tano, Ron Paul. And, and, and quite frankly, I was really pleased they went there. You know, the, the, obviously so much is happening by design. And anytime there's a design, there must be a designer. But, you know, in, in it, we're, it, people uh, are constrained. Uh, if you've got a job, for for instance, you might lose your job, particularly if you're a college professor. If you start talking about the men behind the curtain, uh, but I don't think we can survive uh, much longer without identifying uh, the enemy. And you know, I quoted Sun Tzu, who said in the Art of War, uh, "If you know yourself and you know your enemy, you need not fear the outcome of a hundred battles." And the enemy has, has hidden behind a veil. Uh, they own the media. They hide behind the veil of a media that is nothing but propaganda. They own the Internet, or at least uh, all but the alternative media. And they censor and, and they uh, take people's revenue sources away that are on there. Uh, and, and people don't get that degree of power without a plan or coordination. And, you know, the idea that, that, that uh, this is a conspiracy, 
uh, is almost laughable right now. Is it a conspiracy that a billionaire like Bill Gates has invested in pharmaceutical companies and in vaccines uh, and that he has a history of, of uh, uh, eugenics and depopulation? Is it a, is it a, a theory that uh, George Soros has funded the communist uh, Marxist organization, Black Lives Matter? Is it, a, is it a theory that they've opened the border uh, and millions of people are pouring into this country? Not so that they'll vote Democrat. Yeah, that's a byproduct. But it's so they will overwhelm this country. Uh, they're going to overwhelm the school systems, the hospitals, the, uh, the court system. And the agenda that's in play right now is to bring down the United States because we're the only thing standing in the way of a new world order, a new world order that's going to be Marxist, fascist, uh, and, and is going to rule over a much smaller number of people. Yes, I believe that COVID, which was created in a lab funded by, by Fauci uh, as a bioweapon, under the auspices of the communist army, the, the, the communist Chinese army, the, they funded this this thing uh, under the control of the communist army. This, this is how crazy this thing is. And we know all this. It's all fact now, thanks to Rand Paul. Uh, you know, it's all out of the out. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, you, there's so much evidence of, of, of who the men behind the curtain are. And what their agenda is, you know, they even call it the Great Reset, and uh, they see COVID as an opportunity. And these are their words, not mine. So, yeah, there's there's some really bad people uh, up to some really no good stuff, and they've been working towards this global government goal for more than a hundred years. And they'll tell you that it's going to look like, uh, for example, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. Klaus well, Schwab pushing that out that's, there. That's right. That's that's communism, right? So, uh, you know, the, the there, there's two object. I'm going to kind of continue, if you don't mind. There's please do. There, there's two obstacles that we have to deal with uh, as as patriot America, Americans. We have to recognize the human uh, barriers to seeing evidence as it as it really is. And, you know, I talked about it in my, in my speech. Uh, we have a, a normalcy bias that prevents us from recognizing uh, threats, you know, because things have been normal, as, as you might say, for such a long time. We deny those, those things. And, and the more threatening, you know, these facts come at us, uh, the more creative we get in our denial. And then we have uh, uh, a bias of confirmation. You know, people would rather be wrong than be different. And uh, and then I'll I'll take another leap here. Uh, I believe that the totalitarians uh, have uh, initiated uh, uh, on our country and on the world, for that matter, uh, a mass psychosis. And in a mass psychosis. It's like the Salem witch trials. You know, everybody got caught up in this hysteria 
And, you know, they began to burn young women at the stake you know, for, with no evidence. Well, the same thing happened with the Bolsheviks. You know, they were able to, to, to create a frenzy where you know, millions of mostly Christian Russians were, you know, were killed uh, uh, in the Bolshevik Revolution. Then Stalin did it in the Holodomor in the Ukraine, where 10 million Ukrainians, most of them children, were literally starved to death. And so this idea that, that civilizations can be induced into a mass psychosis where they will do terrible things to each other uh, is what's happening right now in our country. And, and the way they bring about this, this hallucination, this psychosis, is through fear. And with COVID, you know, we were told that, that 3% of the world population was going to die. And of course, that was a lie. You know, then we were told that, uh, you know, we had to wear a mask or, or stand six feet apart or stay home or close our business, you name it. You know, they, they have uh, 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 terrified. They're, they're literally terrorists. And, and I'm talking about Fauci and I'm talking about Bill Gates and I'm talking about Soros and I'm talking about the American Medical Association uh, uh, and every media every that's out there that, that, that's uh, controlled by these people, ABC, NBC, you, know, you name it. And this is a plan. And, uh, and let, me, let me finish this one point with what their plans are about. Number one, uh, they want it to achieve a mass transference of wealth from us to them. And they've been able to, quite successful to do that. Uh, Bezos has, has increased his net worth by $50 billion uh, uh, during, during the, you know, the, the COVID pandemic. Uh, number two, they want to control people. And they've accomplished that. They, they've shut down our businesses. 37% small businesses in America are permanently closed. Uh, they have uh, got us to stay home and wear a mask or not wear a mask. Uh, and now to take a vaccine that is untested for, for an illness, uh, most of the time you don't know you have unless you're tested for it. And now they tell us that the PCR test uh, is, is so fallible that they don't want it to be used after December 31st. So yeah, that, that's the, <clears throat> it's all about control. And then finally, and this is the one that's hard to wrap your head around. Uh, they have a term they use called sustainable population. And they have said, Ted Turner is an example, that the sustainable population of the planet is about 500 million people. And what they're saying gates. is they need to kill 90%. The population on this planet, and I believe that's what they are doing with first creating COVID and releasing it. It wasn't an accident, and then coming up with a vaccine that's the real kill shot. And if you if you can grasp the idea that people are that evil and that they have a plan, uh, it, then suddenly everything begins to make sense. It's, it's pretty profound, I mean, you, and I think it's hard for some people to wrap their heads around. And Gary, talking to some individuals, they say, well, you know, the world's not ready for it. People are not ready to hear it. Well, you, you, you're going to find out one way or another. And one particular reason why I love going to the Ron Paul conferences 
you know, hearing you speak, hearing Ron Paul speak and Robert Kennedy Jr. speak is I'm desperately seeking that counterbalance to this profound evil, desperately trying to find that force of light because it seems like the forces of evil seem to be fully engaged. They're obviously making incredible progress, but I'm looking to, to find the, 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 the light. And you know, from your perspective, where do you find the light? I mean, I see that there are a lot of people at that conference of uh, Christian values, and I think it's fantastic. But I also see a lot of individuals that may not have Christian values, but are totally aligned to the same cause that everyone else at that conference was for, which is for freedom, which is for peace. And is there a way we can seek out, or have you found uh, some kind of way to, um, I don't know, a force that can counter counterbalance this profound evil that's out there? You know, I noticed also that although there were a lot of Christians in the audience, there were other people. There were Scientologists, uh, uh, Muslims, there, 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 the whole array of people. What they had in common was a pursuit for truth. And, of course, my uh, version of truth uh, comes from a biblical worldview. Uh, I believe that that uh, there's a God who made us, who loves us, and that he sent his son to redeem us, to restore our relationship. And once you accept that gift and you enter into sonship with the God of the universe, suddenly you have wisdom beyond your means. You have insight. Uh, you have power. You have power over the enemy, by the way. And so that's the, the, the real source of, of where I come from. But, you know, that Savior is also the author of truth. And people that, <clears throat> that pursue truth uh, are drawn to, to this movement, no matter what their, their faith is or even lack of faith. Uh, truth is a very appealing thing. And uh, so I think that's what called us all together. And, you know, God has given us a, uh, uh, a, a bit of, a, um, of an access to information that's reliable. But, but I tell you, the key is, is to do the hard work of critical thinking. And it's hard work. I mean, we live in a time of great deception. Uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, yesterday, Biden said that... Uh, uh, in, in fact, when I say Biden, you know, so I didn't say President Biden. Uh, <laughs> and in fact, I'll back up to that. You know, obviously the election was stolen. Uh, the, first of all, the the voting machines uh, were, were had an algorithm that allowed them to change votes. And we know that that technology exists. So they were able to do that. They were also able to print ballots and, and uh, double count them because there was nobody uh, allowed to watch. And and, uh, and so the election was stolen in front of our very eyes. And we're not even allowed to talk about the fact that it was stolen or we get censored, right? So that's crazy. That's, that's nuts. But that's the world we're in right now. And that's the power that these people have. But anyway, Biden yesterday uh, issued a mandate that all businesses with 100 or more employees uh, uh, would require vaccination or a weekly test. So think about this a minute. If you kind of step back from it, uh, first of all, we now know, and the CDC admits it, that the vaccine does not prevent you from getting COVID. 
Uh, we now know that it doesn't prevent you from transmitting COVID to other people. So why in the world would, would Biden uh, create a mass disturbance on the economy of this country uh, for a vaccine that doesn't work uh, and, and, and create the chaos that's going to come with the pushback on this thing? And then if you don't want to take the vaccine, you have to take a PCR test. Well, the CDC is pulling the PCR test uh, on, on December 31st because it doesn't work. And that's their words. So, so why would Biden create this horrible disorder uh, in our society, uh, uh, again, for a vaccine that doesn't work and a test that's completely unreliable? So when things don't make sense like that, you, you've got to refocus the microscope of your mind. And you've got to examine evidence through a proper perspective or worldview or paradigm. And again, if, if you look at, at the action yesterday and what he did and how nonsensical it is, the only way it becomes sensible is if he was acting on behalf uh, of certain people that want to diminish the United States. Uh, it certainly had nothing to do with our health. And, and then it goes back to why would, would you know, intelligent Americans half of them, uh, take an experimental uh, genetic uh, injection uh, for an illness that has a 99.997 survival rate. And why would they give it to their children? And, and that is because of the mass psychosis, the, the waves of fear, and, and people who are terrified that are down on the ground in a fetal position will do almost anything to get some kind of relief from the anxiety that they have been feeling now for uh, a year and a half. So all of these, these things are our new reality, but we, if, if we're willing to step back and not be terrified and, and not let our normalcy bias or confirmation bias prevent us from looking at the evidence. Uh, and you need people like you, Norm, and people like me that, have the courage to to stand up and tell people, you know, the, look, the king's got no clothes on and and help them. Because when we stand up, it gives other people permission to stand up, permission to talk about the man behind the curtain. And 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 if we can all begin to 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 communicate and to shine a light into that darkness, their, their ability to continue forward with their agenda uh, will be hampered. And that's the hope that we've got. Excellent. And Gary, I want to uh, just re remind everyone you know, how successful you are. I mean, when it comes to business, you founded this uh, co-founded company called Curves and took McDonald's 25 years to reach 6,000 locations, took Subway 26 years, and it took you eight years. Five so years. <laughs> five, year, five years. So yeah. here you are, as somebody with this uh, drive, and you know because of your vision, all these locations open up that employ thousands upon thousands of people, and so you're putting this force of good in the world, and you, you become wealthy, and as a result of your wealth, you can you have more freedom, and you can give more influence, and I love. Uh, being an entrepreneur, and I, I think that if more people, you know, 
galvanized and were more uh, stronger entrepreneurs, they could probably gain even more influence and you know kind of shape the world in a little better shape. What are some of the key lessons that you might be able to share about how to be a successful entrepreneur, how to utilize your success and galvanize that towards doing good things for others? Okay, that's a big question. Uh, I think we'll start with some entrepreneurial uh, uh, suggestions. One is, is uh, you've got to become comfortable being uncomfortable. Because, you know, when you have an idea, something's different. Uh, when you're looking at the same thing everyone else is looking at, but you see something different, uh, that takes courage to act on. You know, people, uh, you know, if you're in a corporate culture, for example, you know, original ideas are, are, are not only uh, uh, avoided uh, or shut down, uh, but they're seen as a threat to the other corporate uh, uh, members of the cult culture. And, um, and, and, and they'll, they'll even to the point ostracize you for standing up and, and, and trying to lead or trying to, to, to get the group to make a decision. So we have this corporate culture that's just anti-entrepreneurial. Uh, it's a wonder that it survives. Uh, but, but in an entrepreneurial culture, Ideas are, are valued and encouraged and appreciated, and, and they're never seen as a threat. And, and so you've got to try to create a, a culture around you. Sometimes you're all by yourself in that culture where your ideas uh, are, are appreciated and considered as opposed to, to being seen as a, as a threat. And, you know, unfortunately, uh, most of the universities in America have become Marxist, and they're not teaching you how to think. They're telling you what to think. And, and so we have an entire generation who, who is, has, has really been programmed uh, to avoid uh, the idea of being different or, or being creative or, or innovative. Uh, and, and so you've got to make sure that you're thinking right about how to approach things. Another point is you, 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 you've got to not be afraid to fail. And, you know, risk uh, uh, aversion uh, is a real problem for most people. Number one, they don't want to be seen as different from their peers. They don't want to be uh, uh, fail and, and face the ridicule. You know, I said something at the at the uh, meeting that you heard that uh, you know ha, ha, I, I'm in a position to speak truth because I don't have a job to be fired from. I can afford the best attorneys in the country. And that uh, I don't mind ridicule. In fact, I enjoy ridicule. A little I bit. That was a great thing you said. Yeah, because, you know, it just means I'm over the target. And as an entrepreneur, I really don't, you know, I don't value the approval of people nor the disapproval of people. Uh, and so these are kind of a state of mind that a successful entrepreneur has to deal with. You know, you take somebody like uh, Elon Musk, who, who, uh, uh, you know, and, and look at his life. In fact, he said this. He said that uh, uh, he never had a fear of failure because he didn't hold people's approval or disapproval in, in very high regard. And that he thought he uh, uh, cared so little about it that he must be on the spectrum. And so, you know, that kind of resonated with me. Um, uh, I, I did what I felt I needed to do. And I, I really didn't 
you know, when we founded Curves, my father said, are you nuts? Haven't you suffered enough? <laughs> Mom and father, right? <laughs> uh, so anyway, you, you, that's just another principle of entrepreneurism. And, you know, then believe in yourself. Uh, my old friend Zig Ziglar, the motivational speaker, used to say, it's Love not how him. fast you run yeah. that uh, wins the, the race. It's uh, how quickly you get up after your fall. And so, uh, you know, these are all principles that that narrow the population of entrepreneurs to quite a small percentage of, of, uh, of, of people. Um, and I, I think the final thing I'll say about it is, it, is you need to seek out people uh, that are entrepreneurial. And you'll find that most of the time, if they've got the time, uh, they, they value mentoring and, and sharing uh, success and, and listening to to uh, uh, to people's ideas, uh, it, it, it's it's kind of paying it forward. That's really great. And you currently have anyone you're currently uh, mentoring right now? Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you know it's kind of my new life. You know, I said I, we sold curves almost ten years ago, and um, and so what what my wife and I have done since then is is spend more time with our grandkids and things like that. But you know, and then going to Haiti and uh, uh, do, doing all sorts of philanthropic things, uh, uh, you know, and I speak and I write and, and, you know, make movies, I have a TV series in the works right now, uh, and all of it with a purpose and a message. But probably when, if you take the hours of the week, uh, more of it is spent mentoring, uh, particularly young men, uh, uh and my wife, uh, particularly mentoring young women. Uh, and we enjoy it, and and uh, we feel like it's 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 our new season to do that. It's really amazing. And uh, okay, the final question I have for you is: if you were going to have a vision of a hopeful future, because I know this was something that you know, I think that everyone at that conference really wanted to to, to see, but it, it was so somber to realize how hard things are. And how we may be entering into the most profound and harshest era of totalitarianism the world has ever seen. But if you were to see a vision of a shift or a change, or um, at least the beginnings of a shift, how would you foresee that vision? What do you think would be the cause of the shift from madness and back into critical thinking? And ultimately, you know, who do you think would be uh, some of the leaders? or even authors whose works may have lessons that would ultimately inspire a majority of the population to, to finally shake out of the psychosis. Well, <clears throat> tell you what, you did some homework on your questions. That's a great question. Thank you, Gary. Um, so let me begin by saying the next few years are going to be among the worst years in human history. Now, that's about as somber as you can get. And, you know, you don't make a billion, billion dollars by being a class half empty kind of guy, right? So for me to say that, uh, uh, I, I, I have to mean it and, and I have to regret it. But people need to hear it because they need to prepare uh, in all sorts of ways. Uh, the, the, the good news is that uh, people are only teachable 
when they have suffered sufficiently. And the amount of suffering that's coming, and I'm talking about uh, uh, the crash of the economy, the crash of the dollar, which means people's retirements, people's savings, people's investments uh, are, are, are they're, they're quite frankly, they're going to be transferred from us to, to this cabal. And you, you should be mindful of that and uh, uh, take every precaution you can to preserve resources because they will devalue them. They will transfer them from us to them. Then, then there's the physical assault. Uh, this uh, this vaccine uh, it is a kill shot. Uh, it, it doesn't keep you from getting COVID. It doesn't keep you from being transmittable. Uh, and uh, it it has caused enormous side effects. You know, if you Google the VAERS uh, re- reporting site, and VAERS, most people know by now, is a vaccine injury site that the CDC oversees. If you Google it now, you can't get there. Uh, it, it sends you to some propaganda site about how wonderful the vaccine is. I mean, they're just blatantly, uh, you know, preventing people from being fully informed uh, uh, and they're pushing the vaccine, which doesn't make any sense when it goes, doesn't help. But again, it's all part of the, in my opinion, a kill shot, a depopulation plan. Uh, very likely when they start giving it to children, uh, it's going to sterilize many of them. You know, one of the lies was that Jeez, the shot oh. didn't leave your, your deltoid. And we now know that at least 75% of the material, the, the spike proteins and the, and the messenger RNA that, that programs your cells to produce it, uh, is transferred all over the body, including breaking through the blood brain barrier. But one of the places it concentrates on is, is the ovaries and the testes. And so there's a good chance they're sterilizing our children. And, uh, and that's just a very scientific statement. It's not, a, it's not, a, not a, uh, something that, that I pulled out of the air. And when you ask them about it, is it safe for children? Uh, is it safe for pregnant women, the women that want to get pregnant? They say, well, we haven't tested it yet. But that's not stopping them from pushing it uh, down to 12-year-olds now and down to infants by the end of the year. That's just so horrible. I mean, I'd say it. I I think Mm -hmm. when uh, Salente was speaking, too, he got very emotional about it. And it's just the heartbreaking thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, horrible. So so how am I I taking this to something positive? Well, let me get there. Uh, people are suddenly going to be very teachable. It's going to be so obvious that even those that are laying underground in the fetal position, uh, fearful of everything, unable uh, uh, in uh, to think, not just critically, crit- critically but unable to think, period. They're, they're going to be paralyzed because of the fear. And we all know people around us right now, you know, that, uh, yeah, I know all about the vaccine, but... Uh, I'm tired of fighting it. I'm going to go do it. You know, it's, it's all around us. I have a close friend who, who had COVID real bad, recovered, uh, and then decided she was going to get the vaccine. And, of course, we gave her all the information. We coached her two or three times a week that 
You don't need the vaccine. You have natural immunity. Uh, uh, last week, the Red Cross uh, said if you're going to donate plasma because you've recovered from COVID, don't do it if you've been vaccinated because the vaccination kills the immunity that you would have had from having COVID. And that's that was publicly acknowledged last week. So why in the world is is Biden forcing everybody, even those that have natural immunity, to uh, to take the vaccine? It just it's nonsensical again. So, you know, people are going to wake up to the non nonsense and 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 be forced. They may they have to be drugged to the to the reality that uh, things aren't making sense. And so they need to rethink about it. And, and I think more and more people are waking up to the truth about what's going on and, and the ultimate truth, which is they're, they're going to kill, they're going to reduce the population of this planet and they're going to use COVID. They're going to use a vaccine and the booster shots. Um, and, and, uh, and, and that's where we're headed. And I think, I think a lot of people are going to die. I think it's going to be in the billions. But there's going to come a point where enough people uh, will have suffered sufficiently to to stand up and face uh, this evil cabal that's out there. And one final thing on it, you know, the, these these elites uh, are psychopaths. Many of them are billionaires. All of them are bankers. Uh, they, they come from, uh, various backgrounds since we don't have time to explain much of it. I won't say it, but I think most of your audience knows who I'm talking about. And these people have, <clears throat> have decided that they have, uh, uh, a right to rule over us. And even, even climate change, you know, is about, uh, uh, control and, and depopulation. That's going to been going on a long time now. And, and what those evil cabal have in common uh, is they all want to be God. And they're going to turn on each other like rats on a, on, a, uh, on a ship. And they're going to be their own worst enemy because of the evil in their hearts and, and the delusion of grandeur that they see in themselves. And believe me, they don't want to share being God with each other at the end of the day. And they're, go- they're going to turn on each other because of their nature. And so I guess that's the most positive thing I can say. And of course, as a Christian, I believe Jesus is going to come back. Uh, I don't know when, um, but um, this sure looks like a period of time of great delusion. Yeah of uh, Armageddon, uh, of pestilence, of, uh, you know, the four horsemen of the apocalypse. It sure looks like it right now. And if that's the case, then, of course, our ultimate hope is that uh, uh, we're going to live for eternity uh, with a God that loves us and these other temporary creatures of darkness. That's a good term. I just made that up. (laughs) are going to are going to have uh, 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 the eternity that they deserve. Oh, 
Well, I don't know. I don't think they're scoring any points with being kind. I mean, they're, just, they're, they're pretty evil. Mr. Gary Haven, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts, your insights, and your wisdom. I'm really happy we were able to do this. And if you want to learn more about Gary, you can actually send him an email. And it is Gary, H-E-A-V-I-N, at gmail.com. Gary, thank you so much. Thank you, Norm. My pleasure. God bless you. Okay, everyone, that concludes today's edition of the Out of Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. Special thanks to our unbelievable guests, and special thanks, as always, to our virtues, Miss Carrie O'Connor, Miss Constance Dallas, and our associate producer, Jenny Lamisa. To learn more about the Out of Limits of Inner Truth, please go to our website at outoflimitsradio.com. And till the next time we meet, my friends, I wish upon you an abundance of peace. Love and beers. Take care and thank you so much for listening.